The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome, everyone, to Sharp Lessons Stadium Sports Betting Podcast, our favorite time of the week. Picks Thursday. He's Nate Jacobson. I'm Ben Wittenstein. Thanks for subscribing, rating, reviewing, wherever you get your podcasts. For Sharp Lessons, we're on to uh, college football week six, NFL week five. I just got boosted, Nate, so I'm feeling good for this weekend. I'm going to be uh, going to be feeling bad while watching football. Yeah, not a bad place to be in with so much football on TV Friday night. I know you're going to have a pick from that game, a game on college on Friday night, and then all day Saturday, and then Sunday with the NFL, where uh, it's kind of a tough board to navigate, in my opinion. Not many great games, but there's always uh, something that might come in over the weekend, whether it's injury related or just a line move that you don't agree with. So looking forward to getting to it. College football week six, NFL week five, as you mentioned. It really does feel like time is flying by this fall yeah it's kind of wild it, halfway through college football but we got a lot of picks we agree on some things this week we have a stadium game of the week also which is very exciting uh so might as well just just dive right into it we'll start with college football as we do every single thursday and let's just start out with a game we agree on nate go out west look at the utah utes we both are on utah um and the last time i saw that line it was four four and a half three and a half across three and the and a half board, now yeah. okay I like it even more. Yeah, I think UCLA is getting a lot of credit for beating Washington, a Washington team that was playing the first true road game of the year last Friday night when they went down to Pasadena, and UCLA kind of handled them, uh, especially in the first half, and then Washington maybe made the scorebook look, look better. But Washington was a two-and-a-half, three-point favorite in that game, and in my opinion, Utah is a much better team than Washington. So if you just kind of look at some spread math, uh, this spread, I think, should be a little bit higher, even though UCLA is coming off a win. But UCLA, just other than that Washington game, hasn't really played anyone tough this season. They had a really easy non-conference schedule. And this is also a Saturday game at 12.30 uh, p.m. Pacific time. I don't think there's going to be as raucous of a crowd. I know UCLA was kind of complaining because they didn't have a lot of fans at their no, early season games. They, they did show up for last Friday night, but that was 7.30 on a Friday, so they had no excuses. I think an early start on a Saturday afternoon, there's actually going to be a lot of Utah fans who make this trip to L.A., and the home field advantage for UCLA won't be as great. So I like Utah. It went up to 4.5, as you mentioned, so there was money early on Utah. Then some money came back on UCLA on Wednesday. If it gets to 3, definitely going to be a bigger bet on Utah but I'm still fine with it up to minus four on the Utes all right I'll go with some of mine I have uh, some totals I want to run by you um first one I mentioned to you early on in the week you laughed at it uh because of how ridiculous this number is I, I absolutely would not make this even close to a best bet but it's something I think I'm going to be at least looking at on Saturday morning and that is the Auburn team total under nine and a half as they play Georgia. And Auburn is bad, bad offense, Nate, I guess, is the best way to put it. They had their team total last week against LSU was 19.5. They got 17 first-half points. I had a buddy who had their team total under 19.5, and by halftime he's like, all right, well, that's it for me. Lost this bet. 
And then what happened? Second half rolls around. Auburn, zero points. Could not score. Couldn't even get the field goal to get the team total over. Their offense is really, really bad. And that was against a good LSU defense. LSU has a good defense, but they're nowhere near what Georgia can do. So that's why this number is so low. It's kind of a gross play to make if you really want to sweat out a bet. But Auburn team total under 9.5. I'm always okay fading Auburn. I don't know how Brian Harson still has a job. I don't know how much this team really believes in him or if they're listening to the media about how close he is to getting fired. You can maybe see some quit in the team possibly as the weeks go on. Kind of kind of like the play, under 9.5. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I saw Auburn in person two weeks ago. Their offense is pathetic. They're down their third-string quarterback. Harson knows his time is short. Yeah. on the planes this is their first true road game at their first five games at home i think they're going to really dearly struggle it's a georgia team who's going to be fired up after two kind of close calls against kent state and missouri i think we're gonna get georgia's best effort in a really historic rivalry game even though the point spread is 29 and a half i think or 30 yeah. it's so it's a big point spread and there's maybe a possibility of a, like a backdoor over type of thing from Auburn that's why it's a little bit of a scary number true nine and a half I do think though Georgia's defense will play tough for for the full 60 minutes knowing that you know they lost their number one spot in the ranking because of last week's performance so I expect Georgia to play very well in this game and unless there's a a, in turnover or something weird uh, Auburn's gonna have trouble moving the football all right let's uh let's look at your next bet yeah Texas Tech and it's plus nine right now I'm going to also look at Texas Tech on the money line. They're playing an Oklahoma State team who's 4-0. and An Oklahoma State team who I thought was a little bit – I think they were, I thought they were going to take it to step back this year. You lose defensive coordinator Jim Knowles. It was a very good defense last year. They lost a lot of players from that unit. They are 4-0, and but they had a really easy non-conference schedule. They had their first real test last week against Baylor. They won that game in Waco, but Baylor was coming – off that game, they had a you know tough road game against Iowa State. Earlier in the year, they had a tough game at BYU. Oklahoma State was off a bye. So everything kind of lined up for Oklahoma State to be the side in that game. They ended up winning by 11, but they had a kick return for a touchdown, some timely turnovers. It was definitely kind of a, a 50-50 game that went Oklahoma State's way. And now they're a big favorite at home. I think this is the time to fade Oklahoma State. They're number seven in the AP poll. I think they're really overranked, in my opinion. A good yeah. team, but not a top 10 quality team. And Texas Tech, a team that I thought played better than expected at Kansas State last week. Texas Tech was coming off a huge win against Texas, so I thought there was going to be a big letdown and they'd get blown out by Kansas State, but they did keep it close. It actually tied in the fourth quarter. They lost by nine. I think Texas Tech has what it takes to kind of keep this game close against an Oklahoma State team I'm totally not sold on. Yeah, I, I like that. I think especially what I've noticed from you, and I think what's a good strategy, is you kind of – if you don't like a team one week, you maybe try to look at them the next week and maybe get a better number, especially if they have a, coming off a bad week and playing a team that people are high on. Yeah, and Oklahoma State was a team I bet under eight and a half regular season wins on. And I don't – the bet looks bad right now at 4-0. But if you told me they'd be 4-0 even be in the summer, I'd, I wouldn't be surprised just because their first three games were like Central Michigan, Arkansas Pine Bluff, and a, an Arizona State team that we knew was on the uh, on the verge of kind of blowing up. And then they you know, fired Herm Edwards shortly after that game. The Baylor game was kind of a toss-up. I'm also was down on Baylor. I, the teams in the middle of the Big 12, like the Kansas States, the TCUs, I expected to play well, and I think those teams can definitely give Oklahoma State trouble later in the year. It would be really nice if Texas Tech could get the outright win in terms of that win total bet, 
But I think there's some teams that I could still pick on who I had opinions on before the season or bet on who I had opinions on before the season. And Oklahoma State, a team that I really haven't had the opportunity to bet against, I'm going to do it this week starting in week six. All right, I got two underdog or two uh, unders for you before we get to the underdogs, two Big Ten underdogs. And we'll start going out east, land of crabs, land of Old Bay, Maryland, Purdue. Totals at 59. Well, sounds a little high. Seems seems a little high to me. Um, Purdue's defense showed up pretty well against Minnesota. Granted, Minnesota didn't have their star running back, but 10 points against Minnesota on the road is pretty good defense. They're allowing 3.4 yards a carry, 34th in college football. Maryland is 23rd in the country in opponents' points per play, so their defense is pretty solid as well. Also, all three Maryland home games this season have gone under. The last two Purdue games in a row have gone under, and the last three Maryland games in a row have gone under. So these teams have not been performing up to where the market has been expecting them. It is very hard for me to see both of these teams getting 30 points, let alone even one of these teams getting into the 30s. I think this is a game where we see them, one of them maybe get up to the 20s, high teens, and under 59 here seems like a seems like the right side of the total. Yeah, and the total has been hit hard. And, and it has. Circa and Vegas, I think, opened in the high 60s, so – it's really got hammered down on the under. So you're on the right path in terms of direction. A little worried that maybe you missed out on some of the better numbers, but uh, I think just kind of conceptually it makes sense that this game is a little bit lower scoring and that the offenses aren't as good as we think. Yeah, it's a uh, 59.5 out there still right now as of this recording, which I love even more. The other Big Ten under that I like, uh, and this is going to be a pretty disgusting game, it's going to be Nebraska and Rutgers. Like under the 49 there, I think both these uh, offenses have shown to struggle, and Rutgers' defense is no is not bad. They're, they're a pretty solid defense when it comes to matching up against Big Ten teams. Now they got absolutely destroyed by Ohio State, but that's Ohio State. You know, I, I, don't, I don't really put too much behind that one. I, I just don't trust Rutgers to – do anything good offensively i didn't like how they looked against indiana indiana probably should have won that game and they're not even that good of a football team so <laughs> I, I think the rutgers nebraska under is the play now i have a better play later on for my best bets but i do tend to lean towards the under in this one under 49 if it goes any lower eh, stay away the key number 49 i would stay away if it goes to 48 48 and a half but as long as you can get it for 49 nate i think it's a good good bet to hit if you're looking for another big 10 under yeah, I got no opinion on that game, so I'm just going to defer to you there. I'm worried Nebraska's defense is going to absolutely poop the bed because they are not good. Well, Rutgers has to provide resistance offensively, <laughs> so too, I, don't I don't think, think that's going to happen. Yep. <laughs> Dogs with bite. <laughs> Nate, you picked out some two underdog teams that uh, could be a pretty solid pick. Yeah, pretty small underdogs. Obviously, Texas Tech would kind of be the, the big underdog, but I wanted yeah. to include them in, the, in my pick section because I'm going to bet them plus the points. But I also have them in a money line parlay with Purdue. There, they mentioned they're playing Maryland. Purdue plus three right now, but I think they have a real good shot to win outright. I, I think it's pretty simple. Purdue has two losses this season, but two games are pretty much toss-ups at the end of the game. They lost to Penn State at home, and then they lost a really crazy, weird game to Syracuse yes. a few weeks later. They, they could a, be undefeated for sure. Yeah, no, they had a nice bounce back last week, winning as big underdogs at Minnesota, Aiden O'Connell came back and and maryland a team that just beat michigan state they covered but i don't know if we should put too much stock into michigan state results this year so no maryland uh, purdue getting points kind of looking towards the boilermakers and then the other one a smaller one it's a little later of a game uh byu they're playing in las vegas against notre dame 
And I guess I was just a little surprised to see Notre Dame more than a field goal favorite. Notre Dame is off the bye, but they also have had struggles this year, whether it was a loss to Marshall, whether it was really struggling against a Cal team that uh, I, mean, I think I talked about them in Dog with Bike last week, and they were horrendous against Washington State. But they did bounce back against uh, North Carolina, Notre Dame, that is. They're off a bye. And, and BYU, a team that I think there's some mixed results with this year, but in a game of this magnitude, big game for the program out in Las Vegas, I'd expect BYU's best effort. So I think they're very live to beat Notre Dame in a game that I think should be under a field goal. Yeah, I really like both those picks. I'm pretty high on BYU as well. And honestly, Purdue too. I mean, when you look at what they've done this season, again, could be an undefeated team get the quarterback back i think that's a good team to at least put a little bit of money behind uh all right get the kids out of the room time for the sexy pick nate what team is uh what team are you looking at given the side eye looks good yeah there's a there's a few options this week but i think the the main one is washington state yeah i think they're kind of a popular underdog team i think people are starting to realize that USC might not be as good as their ranking just because they had a close call two weeks ago against Oregon State. Uh, Last week they played Arizona State, and Arizona State was able to run on them and and cover the spread against USC. So I think now people are kind of realizing USC is a little bit overvalued from a game-to-game point spread perspective. Still a ton of talent, especially offensively, but the defense can be had. And Washington State seems like a team that – has kind of been unexpectedly good. They beat Wisconsin early in the season in Madison. The last three games were all at home. They dominated Colorado State, had that crazy game against Oregon where they could have win, and then they ended up covering. And the last week they took care of Cal. So I think Washington State, kind of a, a trendy team in terms of college football betting circles, and I could see them getting a lot of support at plus 13 against USC, and then maybe on game day getting that line down to like 11, 11 and a half. Yeah, I, I like those picks. I, I, I was honestly looking at Wazoo a bit. I, I think if that yeah. line got to two touchdowns. Well, just remember, the, the sexy pick isn't like I'm betting this. I'm just yeah, saying like, beware, beware because I think there's also going to be a lot of arguments about take Washington State because USC has a look ahead against Utah. Yeah, But I feel like USC is – kind of at that point in in their program where they are right now where they can't be looking ahead to anyone because if you want to make the college football playoff and, and be a you know factor on the national landscape you're gonna have to win every game so I don't think they're gonna be overlooking this Washington State team so I would just kind of be cautious betting Washington State for maybe some of the uh, psychological reasons and then maybe some of the uh, the re- other reasons why you might want to back them yeah 100 percent definitely be aware of when that underdog suddenly starts to become the popular pick, and they don't really move on that line. Uh, let's do the stadium game of the week. We didn't have one last week. We have one this week. UAB taking on Middle Tennessee State University. UAB minus nine and a half. And I like UAB. I like laying the points. I, I, I think they're just the better team here. Their defense is really good. It's one of the top defenses in Conference USA. And honestly, you look at what Middle Tennessee State has done this season, and a lot of their gameplay has relied on turnovers and takeaways. They have 12 takeaways so far this season. They're one of the best teams in the nation in takeaway margin. And UAB runs the ball. UAB loves to run the ball. 65% of the time they run the ball. This is a team that's really not going to turn it over all too much. They did have a turnover issue at the start of the season, but I think that has been fixed (laughs) against Liberty. So 
this seems to me that as long as UAB, you know, plays relatively conservatively, Middle Tennessee's defense is not going to really be able to do anything about their run game. So UAB should be able to run away with this. They should be able to win by double digits. That's why I kind of like this line under 10. But if I'm betting this game, it's going to be UAB minus 9.5. I actually make a case for the other side. Two weeks ago, Middle Tennessee had that huge program-defining win. Going to Miami is 25.5-point underdogs, getting the outright win. Last week, they played a Friday night at home against a very solid UTSA side. And UTSA took advantage of Middle Tennessee. And I thought that was just kind of a tough spot for Middle Tennessee. A short week. They're coming off that big win. I feel like this season in college football, whenever a team has pulled off a huge upset, a G5 team beating a Power 5 team, there's a letdown the next week, and I think that's what happened this week. I think Middle Tennessee bounces back and can keep this keep this game close against a UAB team who's who's a solid program, but I don't really trust to cover a big number. Oh, there you go. So if you're going to be betting that game, it's going to be on stadium this Saturday. Very excited for that. UAB is, uh, is minus 9.5-point favorites. Kind of like the under also, but uh, not, not well enough to give out a play. I think UAB's defense will be able to hold Middle Tennessee. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, Let's go to the NFL. You can start our NFL picks off. You got a, you got you got four picks for the NFL this weekend. Yeah, so nothing has gone in in terms of betting wise, but there's four teams that I have at least some interest on. Okay, there's a few teams we can talk about for a little longer. I think the Miami Dolphins at minus three would be my top pick of the week. We talked a little bit about this on the Tuesday show, but I just think that the drop-off between Tua Tungavailoa and Teddy Bridgewater isn't that much. The look-ahead line in this game was Dolphins minus six. I know there could be an adjustment made for the Jets getting back Zach Wilson. That wasn't factored into the look-ahead line, and and the Jets did win. But Wilson wasn't very good outside the final drive against the Steelers, so I think they're getting a lot of credit, as the Jets are. And then Teddy Bridgewater, kind of like him in this spot, minus three against a a team that actually signed him in the 2018 offseason after he had that horrific lug injury and then traded him before the season of the Saints. So not sure if there's any bad blood between Teddy and the Jets organization, but maybe a little extra motivation if you need a reason to back the Dolphins. If, if it's minus three, uh, that'll be a bet for me. Um, and then the other one who I mentioned in, in the article, I like the Browns. If it gets a plus three, that'll be a bet for me. Two and a half is still something I'm going to consider maybe play in some contests, but I just don't really trust the Chargers as a favorite. And and I think last week it was pretty telling that the Chargers closed minus five and a half against the Texans, and now they get the win and everyone kind of likes them or the market gives them a lot of respect. Uh, but still the Chargers have a lot of injuries. Not sure fully about Justin Herbert and his fractured rib cartilage. And the Browns are coming off a loss I think we get a little bit of a bounce back from them. If they can get out to a lead, obviously that's really important. And if they do, they'll be able to run on the Chargers. And 
probably have a good chance of winning the game outright. Yeah, I like that. I, I have a couple NFL picks, and really, it seems like we didn't really love the the slate this weekend for the NFL. The lines are kind of weird. Got a lot of fives, got a lot of fours, which is always kind of no man's land for some of these bets. But because of that, I want to go to a team total. I'm going to go to the Seahawks team total. I'm going to go Seahawks team total over 19.5 points against the New Orleans Saints. A little surprised it's this slow. I like Geno. I think Geno's shown he has a good handle on this offense. And the New Orleans defense isn't anything to write home about. I think they're bottom five, bottom ten in scoring off uh, scoring defense. They give up like 24 points a game. Uh, they're 20th in the NFL, 24 points a game. Uh, their points per play on defense is not great as well. I think it's the bottom third of NFL defenses. They just haven't really shown any blowback from being able to stop offenses on the move. Now, they're going to be at home in this one. That's going to be a little bit tougher for the Seahawks. But I think if you can get the Seahawks over 19 and a half and need three touchdowns from them, it's not going to be the easiest and lightest of bets. But I, I, I like the number. You can even get a couple touchdowns and some field goals also out of this one. Yeah, this is a game I have really a hard time trying to figure out. I think a lot of my decision-making will be once we get a clearer uh, option or opinion or, or a known of the uh, Saints injury report. Yeah. It actually would probably help out the Seahawks if – Kamara I don't think Thomas is going to play but if like Kamara can come back that might help the Seahawks team total over as well more because the Saints will score and that's going to yeah. force the Seahawks to uh to kind of push back and try to score themselves my only worry is that the Seahawks their out- offensive performance last year week was kind of an outlier against the the Lions but you I do agree Geno Smith has been a lot better than expectation and this game is going to be in perfect weather in a dome so there's no worry about potential rain or or any wind or anything so and it's a fast track so I uh, I don't disagree with that bet I guess I'll say but it's mostly because I have no idea what to do with that game from a, a sides perspective yeah uh the other one I have is Bears <laughs> and this is more of a bet against the fact the that Vikings. you laughed and, and giggled is not a good sign not a great sign the, the yeah I'm not confident in this one but I do kind of like Bears now that it's at seven and a half seven I probably wouldn't take it but this is the fate of the Vikings this is the fate of the Vikings, and, and they're just – I don't think they're a good enough team to be getting 7.5 against anyone. They, they haven't shown that they can be consistently good. They haven't shown that they can absolutely really destroy teams on a consistent basis. And I know the Bears are bad, and I know their offense is poopy, but this game's going to be, again, in a dome. It's going to be in Minnesota. I think the Bears are going to do okay not playing on that awful Soldier Field turf. That will help them a little bit at the very least. 7.5's a lot. That's a lot to give for a Vikings team whose whose team and defense specifically I really don't trust that much. Yeah, one thing to note, and you can also talk about it in the uh, Seahawks-Saints game, but both the Saints and Vikings played in London last week. It, traditionally, NFL teams play in London. They take the bye right after. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if there's a reason why. It may have been a request by uh, both teams but they are playing this week at home so it's a little bit you know a little easier I guess not having to travel somewhere else but I'm interested to see how the Saints and Vikings do and if it's a factor at all that there's you know the time change and the travel and potential jet lag 
impacts these teams. So I would be worried about laying points with the Vikings, knowing that situation. Yep. So I won't talk you out of the Bears, but I'll have something on the Vikings just a little bit later in the show. Um, all right. Did you have some more NFL Yeah, just quickly. I think, I think the Buccaneers are in a really good bounce back spot. If you look at who the Buccaneers have played this season, it's the Cowboys, the Saints, the Packers, and the Chiefs. So four pretty solid teams. The first two games on the row where they win. Then the last two games against the Packers or Chiefs where they lose. They're at home against the Falcons team. A huge step down in class. I know the Falcons are 4-0 against the spread, but they aren't that good of a team. I think you know there's a reason why their regular season win total is 4.5-5 in the summer. So I think the yeah. Buccaneers really bounce back here. I would have used the Buccaneers in a teaser, but now we're out to 9, 9.5. But I think it's more of just don't bet the Falcons in this game. It's Bucks or pass. <laughs> and yeah. If it's under 10, I'll definitely have at least something on the Bucks and definitely definitely going to be eyeing them in the contest that I'm in and then the last one it's ugly Steelers plus 14 discussed last podcast it's a tough spot for the Bills they just beat the Ravens they have the Chiefs next week I could see a little bit of a letdown here from the Bills and Kenny Pickett I'm not sure if he's good but he is 24 years old so he's an older rookie so it's not like putting out a 20 year old 21 year old in you know against one of the best teams in the NFL I think Pickett would actually you know could do okay because he has a lot of experience playing high level college football so Steelers plus 14 I'd like to have some of their defensive players healthy obviously like Minka Fitzpatrick and Hayward we'll see if they uh, give it a go this week because I know they were limited in practice on Thursday Uh, but if they do go I will definitely be on the or I think I'll be on the Steelers plus 14. I guess uh, I might, you know, chicken out the window, but or on the <laughs> Don't app. Don't be a coward, Nate. But uh, Don't be a coward. Man, it's, it's there's some tough options this week where we have to make the case for Steelers plus 14. I'm just happy that the uh, the Commanders got bet from 2.5 to 1.5 yeah. instead of going to 3 because if the Commanders went to 3, I probably would reluctantly take the – the Washington former Washington football team at home against the Titans 100% yeah it's it's not a good NFL week especially the the way the numbers are concerned don't be a tease NFL teaser action you got a couple teams NFC North teams honestly here yep Packers and Vikings Packers down to minus two playing in London against the Giants I think it's just a good time to fade the Giants a very fraudulent three and one team this is kind of their first game where they're stepping up in class basically just asking the Packers to win the game and I think a Packers team that after last week's close call will bounce back nicely. And then the Minnesota Vikings from seven and a half to one and a half. It was seven all week, so you could have got seven to one. But in a teaser purpose, seven and a half to one and a half is still fine. Obviously, a little worried about the Vikings coming back from London, but I think they're good enough to at least win the game against the Chicago Bears team. That I mentioned, the Giants are a fraudulent three and one. The Bears are a fraudulent two and two. <laughs> that that hurts, especially for. Oh, Ryan. and also, if you want to include the Chiefs, if you want to replace either team with the Chiefs, maybe if you don't like the Vikings, if you want action on Monday night game and you want to lock up the Chiefs, you get the Chiefs from minus seven to minus one. So yeah, not bad. Um, that's like kind of the third option. The Bucks would have definitely been part of it, but now they're getting bet out of teaser range um, for me. I like it. All right, let's finish out the show. Best bets time. <laughs> And, Nate, it is a full slate of college football because we are not big fans of the NFL slate this weekend, so we kind of just stuck with college. Let's start with the team we both like, Tennessee. We're all in the Vols. Minus three on the road in Baton Rouge against LSU. Not a night game, 
in Death Valley, which I think is key for our pick here. At least it's Absolutely. key for me. You're going to have people. I agree. You know, waking up. It's an 11 a.m. local start game. Waking up. A little tired. You're not going to have the drunk kids drinking all day, tailgating people, waiting all night for the game. It's going to start right at 11 a.m., and I think Tennessee is going to be ready. Coming off a bye has been great for them. Hendon Hooker hasn't thrown an interception this year. He looks good. This just this is a game that I think Tennessee can take fairly easily. I wasn't impressed with LSU last week. Yeah, I don't think anything is going to be easy when it comes to Tennessee football, but I do like this version of Tennessee. Yeah, kind of just to piggyback on what you said, and it's and it's also fading LSU here. About LSU last week, very lucky to beat a bad Auburn team. Post game win expectancy was just about eight <laughs> percent, and <laughs> they benefited from. A bunch of turnovers, some untimely turnovers by Auburn. Yeah. But I think the biggest case to make for Tennessee this week is three weeks ago, Mississippi State closed minus three at LSU at a night game. So Tennessee should be a bigger favorite against than, uh, than Mississippi State was against LSU. And if LSU lost to Auburn, I wonder what this line would be, maybe four and a half, five. And then it's a different story when you're only laying three in this case. So Tennessee minus three. Definitely a best bet for college football. Yeah, keep it at a field goal. Uh, I got a couple more. Illinois minus three and a half against Iowa. Iowa stinks. Nate, Iowa, Iowa's bad. The offense is bad. Defense is all right. But Illinois is up and up. They're playing well. They got the leading rusher in the nation in Chase Brown. Tommy DeVito's been pretty good. This is a home game. It's a night game in Champaign. It's going to be raucous, I guess, for Illinois football. I'm excited to see this game, and I, I think Illinois is going to be excited for it. I don't love the hook on minus three. Um, maybe that'll go down by kickoff. I don't think it will, but I, I really do like Illinois in this spot against an Iowa team that just really has been struggling to find the end zone. And then 11 a.m. for me, another best bet. TCU minus six and a half. I think this line is short under a touchdown. TCU coming off a convincing win over Oklahoma. They scored 41 points in the first half. It kind of took off the gas in the second half. And I don't think they're going to have a letdown from that performance last week because Kansas is 5-0 themselves. College game day is going to be there. They know the situation. They know this is a big game for the Big 12, even though it wasn't expected to be when these, they looked at the, the schedule in the summer. But Kansas <laughs> last week kind <laughs> of showed big. they were vulnerable. They were fortunate yeah. to beat Iowa State, got out to that lead, barely hung out, benefited from some Iowa State uh, special teams uh, errors with the missed field goals. I think TCU can get out offensively and kind of punish Kansas early, make Kansas play from behind. And I, I don't know if this is going to be a blowout, but I really do like TCU to win by a touchdown or more. Last pick is Rutgers. So I've gone Illinois, now I'm going Rutgers, Nate. I, I, this Good could luck. be an awful week for me. I, I don't even mind the Rutgers money line, but I'm going to do Rutgers plus three for the sake of the bet, best bet. Uh, their defense has been fairly impressive for me this season. Their defensive metrics have been pretty good other than that game against Ohio State. Nebraska is bad. They're a bad team. They maybe should have lost to Indiana, who's even a worse team. I'm not sure why Rutgers is at home and they're a dog at plus three on a night game on a Friday. I, I like Rutgers. I like the Scarlet Knights here over Nebraska. Nebraska has done nothing to impress me this season. Absolutely nothing. I think Rutgers is the more talented team. They have the better players. And they're going to be at home. Give me the home dog. Yeah, I'm. No, I got nothing on that game. Truly, I was actually thinking of Nebraska in the week, but Nebraska has kind of bit me so much in the last few years. Never I, trust I them. can't do it. I just know if I, I. I don't know if I can do it with Rutgers. Just, <laughs> it doesn't feel good. That's the thing. Yeah, it does not feel good. I'm when surprised you do it. that it made the best bet uh, category. Honestly, but whatever. Sometimes it's you gotta it's your best bet. I'm not going to step on your feet. <laughs> you got to shoot for the stars sometimes, Nate. It would have been worse if I did Rutgers money line. 
I at least showed a little bit of precaution to Rutgers plus well, three. And just conceptually, it makes sense. You like the under in the game, too. If you can get plus three in a game that you think is going to be low scoring, that three becomes more valuable, especially if it goes in overtime. Three is definitely important All in right. college football. Those are our best bets. Uh, good luck to everyone. You can find some videos of this, our best bets as well, on Stadium Bets on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter and be on the lookout as well for our college football picks article with our buddy Alex Simmons that we're going to be doing uh, that comes out every Friday. This one may be coming out uh, Friday afternoon, but it'll be coming out, and we've been doing a great job. Uh, I think we've swept all of the best bets segments for the past two or three weeks, so we're going to try to keep the hot streak going and hopefully uh, win some people some more money. But until then, we will be back on Tuesday looking at the lines for next week. Good luck to everybody. (laughs) 